0: son where'd you find this buckle up buttercups it's time to get down to business oh, no. it's the totally legitimate business podcast totally legit. welcome 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 everyone to the totally legitimate business podcast we're joined here today again by our good friend michael pribmore what's going on buddy <laughs>
1: what's up
0: how you doing man
1: doing great how about you
0: uh not too bad not too bad when was when were you on um i feel like we talked about christmas but it wasn't at all near christmas time or was it
1: it was right after christmas
0: oh okay damn that long I think ago. like
1: yeah i think maybe like the week after <laughs> yeah top of the year Geez. Here we are in the middle.
0: Here we are in the middle. Time is just spiraling out of control. And speaking of time portals to another dimension, we've got, uh, we've got an interesting topic here. The Large Hadron Collider. Now, I, this is something that I was always aware of, but I don't know if I've ever been existentially terrified by its capability. Right. If that makes any sense. Like I know people have always had like this weird, you know, spooky vibe around it's gonna like open a black hole or something. But I just it never seemed that sinister, especially considering how public it was. Like if it was sinister, would they be broadcasting out on international news twenty four hours a day for a decade, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it seems like something they would keep secret for like fifty years. You know, like for a, very, whole,
0: for a whole bunch of reasons, I get it. But, yeah, you
1: know. yeah. Until like some big accident happened that alerted us all to its existence.
0: And I, you know, I I didn't do a ton of research on the history of colliders, but like tan, you know, tangential to the history of the Large Hadron Collider, this this is like the reason that this one is special is not only because it's one of, if not the biggest scientific instrument in the world, it's that field is that colliders haven't even been around that long and they went from like small scale things to this massive facility that you know for all purposes it's like it is literally changing shit like it discovers stuff and they have to rethink how we were thinking about something
1: yeah yeah really yeah with the like classical definition of physics, and then quantum physics. It like really pushed it towards the quantum side, at least from what yeah. I'm no, able to understand about it. <laughs>
0: super, super quickly, it was like the first couple of discoveries. They were like, "Oh no, we need to." This got affirmed, and this got affirmed, but this did not get affirmed. We have to completely rethink this. Um, and I know it gets kind of weird, especially that's like such a speculative field in the sense that some laws are laws but they're really still hypotheses they're just laws as we know them but right. they they have behaved that way for so long so we don't really question them a lot of the stuff that this one is testing for is like the shit that nobody knows it's only been theoretical until they had this device and you know af- after reading about all of that and like kind of understanding the context i understood like why this why this was such a story uh, about it being built and about it turning on and not just, you know, people being afraid of it, but just scientists all over the world are like, finally we can get some tangible answers.
1: Right. And one thing I I had no idea it was involved with was the creation of the World Wide Web.
0: Oh, interesting. I, I don't know if I came across that. Go yeah. on.
1: <laughs> um, I should have looked more into it actually, because <laughs> I was just, there's so much about it but um, Yeah, I think it was, like, 1988, they started messing around with this stuff, and then we're just finding ways of sending particles at a very accelerated rate to where it essentially gave them the ability or, like, technical know-how to essentially create the internet as we know it now with, like, sending information all across the world, like, almost instantaneously. And, uh, yeah, I did... I didn't expect that when I was researching this either. It's like, oh, like for all the conspiracy or like weird stuff around it, everyone's like, oh, the internet's fine though. That's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> totally cool. That's unaffected. Well, we're not mm-hmm. going to complain about that because how else are we going to get our cat videos?
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> important
0: things. These are super important things. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I guess uh, I don't know how granular you got on shit, but let's just. What are your thoughts after? I don't know how much you knew about this before you read into it. I was like, I knew 25% of the story and I'm not saying I even know a hundred percent of it now, but I only knew a slim portion of.
1: Yeah. I, um, I just learned about, or I was interested in it just because of the kind of conspiracy theories around it, which I love. Like,
0: which were your favorite?
1: Uh, just the, Opening a, a a portal to a new dimension or launching us into a parallel universe. Yeah. Um, there's like some scientists that apparently worked there and then he's he quit, but he was saying that like it turned our universe into like a russian nesting doll of multiple universes colliding and like everyone watches marvel movies now so we all know what that means at this point. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right? We have a full understanding of what that means.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, it just sounds like the plot to half-life the video game at some point. Yeah, right. You know, seriously. Uh, which seems exciting. In
0: the next season of Stranger Things or something.
1: Mhm. And uh yeah, I think just people take that little bit from that and then just like extrapolate it even further to like explain the Mandela effect and like <laughs> all this other stuff.
0: Finally, <laughs> it all makes sense.
1: Like incongruent reality, like oh, it's just so fun.
0: <laughs> uh, did you ever see that thing? I remember, uh, I remember this coming out maybe like 2010 or like early 2010s. It was like a video of that Bhagavad Gita. Statue in the center of CERN outside the Large Hadron Collider, and it's like people in robes doing a ceremony.
1: Whoa, I didn't know. It's about like,
0: okay, so this came out, and this was like, people were like, oh my God, they're doing ceremonies, they're opening portals to hell. And then I guess it got debunked later, where it was just like a bunch of bored uh, scientists or students there who were just like, well, we wanted to do a prank. So they did a prank, but, uh, for a while it was like, but again, this is one of those things where like, I never of the things that I know about this never made me feel, you know, scared for me. It's just, it's too high visibility. You got scientists from all over the world, all different types of backgrounds in that field, uh, engineers, uh, it's highly public, you know, would anybody be able to conduct a ritual there? Without some normal person being like, wait a minute, the fuck is
1: this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is a place of science, okay?
1: But it's pretty big. And it it is underground. It's
0: it's like, I think it's a three mile diameter. It's like a huge, or 17, it's 17 kilometer.
1: Yeah, it goes through like France and Switzerland. Yeah, it's it's massive. It's massive. But Uh, talking about the ritual that made me think like 2010 was when they discovered the Higgs boson, you know, the, the God particle as they call it. Yep. So I was hoping you were going to go with in that direction with this ritual that just people are. Well,
0: I mean, that was probably one of the the things that was said, the thing that was hot point at that particular piece of the Hadron Collider's history, it was like antimatter. That was the buzzword, antimatter and mini black holes. Yeah. Those those two things, like people were just saying them and <laughs> nobody understood what the fuck it meant <laughs> or like how this thing would do that. But, you know, uh, when the ceremony thing came out, that was absolutely a part of that conversation. They're doing this. It's antimatter. It's going to, you know, flip our universe into a parallel reality. It, I don't know it just never it was just one of those things where it was like I guess to that fucking Dan Brown book Angels and Demons oh. where they like find the antimatter and it's like that huge explosion in the Vatican that was also like really popular at the same time to mm-hmm. me it just felt it felt all too like uh, I don't know played out I never I to me this is just some nerd shit yeah. Like it's always felt like these nerds, they just love nerding and they built this massive nerd facility and they're never leaving.
1: <laughs> yeah. And of course, like no one understands the nerd stuff. So they're just gonna like take their imagination with it. Get a the they, they had to add like a uh oh what am I thinking? It's like a like a truth and myths section to their the CERN website because of that book and how they actually oh use that, just being like, "No, we're not summoning demons to the Earth realm." You know, <laughs> we are not
0: run by the Illuminati. No,
1: yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the um, it was fine. I was, I was when I was doing research on this, I was trying to find really just like the craziest conspiracy th- stuff, and my YouTube algorithm is just ruined now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely, but, yeah, I hear you on that. But uh, yeah, the mini black holes thing. Yeah, that's something that they're like trying to do. Um, and that was part of the like what propelled us into supposedly a different dimension is that the CERN hadron collider created a black hole that our universe got sucked into, and then it plopped us out on the other side, and that's why everything's bad with the world now or whatever but (laughs) i thought that was interesting like the the reality of that like if if humans could actually create a black hole and just fuck ourselves so hard (laughs) like that
0: but see here here's the thing like all this stuff is so theoretical that we don't we, we just don't know like this thing is every day discovering collecting data discovering points Correlations that help them get a better understanding of like the shit that has only been able to be drawn on a chalkboard up until this point. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, is it possible? Yeah, for sure. But I would really, I still, I'm more nervous about the facilities like this that all types of governments have all across the globe. Those concern me. This doesn't really concern me. I, I, I don't know. The, the higher dimensional uh, 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 nature of reality, I don't understand that. But it, again, that's a concept that doesn't terrify me. But I understand that maybe some people are absolutely terrified by that idea.
1: Sure. You, know, yeah.
0: you could get stuck on the wrong timeline. Oh, my God. How do I ever get back to the original timeline?
1: Mm. A great plot for a film. Yeah. But yeah. So it hasn't been overdone at all. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. If, if, uh, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, <laughs> it's a big hydrant. It's a big collider. It collides single proton atoms at like near the speed of light around the 17 kilometer ring. And they hit each other and they essentially try to recreate the beginnings of the big bang. And going into your point of newly discovered things, you know, there's all this physics and theory behind what would happen when they did this. And some of their first initial tests, these protons would collide. And essentially, the idea is to break them down to their like smaller parts, like quarks and, uh, you know, neutrinos. Uh, Gluons is another one, one I learned today. That's what keeps the shape of atoms. And they found that there was actually more stuff than what they hypothesized would come out of this collision, and that's where they're like finding these new, like, uh, particles essentially from these experiments. And that's that's where like some of the mini black hole stuff comes in because they're like, where did this come from?
0: You know. Yeah, and and as as like someone. That works with industrial grade uh scientific equipment are there time like what does it feel like when you see something that shouldn't be there, or like you 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 run something and you expect it to go a certain way and it doesn't. What does that feel like
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's like the yeah, like what could be doing this? you know, like what's the in MRI specifically, like there's specific what we call artifacts that we might be able to recognize in certain ways, like different resonance properties of, say, blood, for example, compared to bone. You know, blood's pumping through the body at a current rate, but your bones and everything else isn't really moving. So you can see, as the images reconstruct, like little white dots kind of in one direction, kind of matching up to that. Yeah. So there's like a lot of explanation behind it. But I have seen some things that we've really had to, yeah, like I don't want to say bullshit, but just bullshit an excuse to <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I guess the magnetic field just wasn't, you know, homogenous at that one point. So we had some fold over a phase between the, you know, the atoms that we expect to be in a certain place at a certain time. But, you know, you can't really like tinker on that, you know, When it comes to subatomic particles, (laughs) no,
0: sure, sure, and it's it's you know you're you're if we could see the electromagnetic spectrum, you know if if we could if we could interact with all the other waves around us, maybe it would make it make understanding a lot of the anomalous shit that happens um, a little bit easier. But you know, I, I I just. I remember reading a little bit about it. Like, they build it and then there was immediately an issue. So, they'd like close it down for a while and then reopen it. To me, this is like the only thing I could think when I was watching the whole process of them building it is like, there's so many goddamn parts. There's so many parts. Like, if you, I, I understand that like an MRI is probably a million different pieces, but if you could break it down to like core parts, there's probably core system functions. Mm-hmm. and the things that regulate those system functions,
1: right? Yeah. I'm sure
0: th- yeah. this is probably the same way. It's just at a scale of fuck just to be able to see the subatomic shit. I don't know. It's just the 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 combination of scales is just really disorienting.
1: Yeah, I was trying to understand the detectors for this sort of thing because it's in like nanoseconds that these things are happening, and they're measuring things that are close to like the Planck scale, which is the tiniest known word that we have. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, it's like an explosion. You know, uh, they, I'm they show the images of these collisions, and it just looks like a, a firework. Yeah, and from what I could understand or see, it just have just panels of arrays around it where these subatomic particles will just pass through and essentially that's how they get their detection of these things
0: but, yeah no sure like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is let me see if I can find a picture of the inside but just the I'm engineering sure.
1: behind that seems it's nuts.
0: it's pretty crazy it, it, but again if like you zoom out for a second and you just look at it it's just a it's like a big old magnet it's like a big old pressure controlled, a a pipe magnet that's just licking particles. It's just, it's one particle. Like you look at the pictures too, that they've taken of single particles. You're like all this work just so we can see that tiny little thing. Yeah. And it just tells us we don't know anything.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. And yeah, just I was imagining these protons like a bullet and a gun, you know, just like, how do you, Make a tiny little tube that's also filled with particles, you know.
0: Well, and I think, um, let me see if I can find like the actual explosion chamber. Uh, uh, that's like, that's not necessarily a picture of the actual equipment, but, um, I was watching one of the videos, it was like a CERN, it was a video that CERN made, here's a good diagram, let me share this, this is like a
1: mediocre,
0: can't really see the fine detail, but.
1: It's like I love our like biggest scientific machinery, and it's like ads everywhere. I love it, yeah, it's <laughs> gotta pay
0: for this fucking thing somehow, you know <laughs>
1: yeah. uh,
0: okay oh yeah, and the 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 dipole magnet I saw oh. a lot of uh, there was a lot of stuff I read about the dipole magnet. Let me just see if I can just go a little bit further.
1: I would imagine that's for like stability of moving the particle through.
0: It's not. That's not really a better picture. I, man, one of the things I watched had a great little graphic of it. But it's like, uh, she, I don't know. It looks like a nuclear reactor. Like it looks, it just, you can tell this is serious shit. And it may. maybe that's another part of why people are just kind of terrified of this thing. Because it looks scary as fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like some Star Wars death ray shit. And it just isn't. You know, like, I... Even after watching a bunch of... Uh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, this is, like, uh, what it actually looks like. It's what they see. Um, But I'm pretty sure, like, this... All that represents this cylindrical area is they're just, like very highly sensitive metal plates that can detect the tiniest shift in or uh sensor for light um, but it's it it does it's just it, you know it's just the scale here is hilarious they're trying to mimic the the conditions immediately after the black hole right just or like the a big, fra- bang. big bang fractions fractions of a second and you know, at some scale, they're just crashing two celestial bodies into each other and seeing what's happened. like this. What, what has always tripped me out about the subatomic portion of this existence is how much it looks like the universal perspective of this existence. Like the, yeah. the, 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 uh, just the particles and the vast amount of empty space and particles kind of just, you know, interacting with each other, bouncing off each other. Um, one one thing I I kept reading about is, uh, I don't know if you read about this at all, but there was, at some point in 2022, scientists detected something unexpected in our planet's magnetic field. It had what looked like... What was a Kraken?
1: I was going to say the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. name sounds so nefarious.
0: Yeah. So, I, you know, this is something that I came across, but I just, I don't know if you know anything about this and if you can explain it.
1: Very, very briefly, what I understood about it was yeah, like our, the Earth has magnetism, of, of course, you know, and um, we are like a dipolar planet, the North and South Pole. You know, and uh, as we face the sun, <clears throat> that magnetism sort of wraps around, and the other side that's not facing the sun just sort of does its thing. And from what I understood from that was that there was like an intense solar flare or something about the sun's. I can't think of the right word, but the no no it's, it's solar
0: they're solar winds or CMEs solar wind. yeah yeah
1: but it, like i don't know did it like turn up and like kind of push our magnetism a little bit and that's i had the visual in my head of the kraken because it was like a circle on one side and like the strands of magnetism going out the other end and just imagining this celestial kraken
0: (laughs) i mean kind of. it's metaphorically cracking us a new one that's for sure yeah um yeah like that that i remember that Um. I remember that causing less alarm than people thinking this shit was going to start black holes. That's I remember like <laughs> seeing that. But I guess in 2022, it was like we weren't surprised by anything. Aliens could have come down and started fucking all of our farm animals and we would have been like, well, whatever. Just Tuesday now. So
1: Yeah. Honestly, uh, that was around the time the government was like, Yeah, we have UFOs.
0: Yeah, it was spread right around that time. So it was it, would like, have, it, it honestly would have been better than what we got. So mm-hmm. uh but the the Solar winds thing the what I was what I had read about all this was that there's it's debatable whether or not CERN actually caused this crack. But <laughs> yeah. what what they're what they were worried about is that it's the first time it had ever been noticed and the you know uh the fact that we have a device that's doing something scientifically that's never been done at a scale that's pretty massive. Uh but yeah, everyone's Everyone's big concern definitely was the solar winds. And I think uh, uh, I was kind of annoyed, actually, a bunch of the videos I was watching about the Large Hadron Collider ended up just gravitating toward talking about solar winds. And though those are terrifying, I didn't appreciate you trying to tell me that the Large Hadron Collider was actually responsible for something the Sun has always been doing and will continue to be doing at, you know, Mm -hmm. rather, rather... different intensities, I'm sure here soon, but that was, there was also some conversation about like, because there's this crack in it now, is this something that could a worsen or b just become an issue into the future? The more dependent, like they're dangerous, not because they're physically going to burn us, but they're dangerous because they'll take out all of our communications. They're Mm. dangerous because they'll, they'll disrupt what we know as life on this planet right now, and they're way more terrifying than CERn right like honestly yeah. the the whatever we're doing under the ground that doesn't scare me near as much as the fact that the sun is just like blasting us with
1: and the fact uh, we couldn't see it coming either like yeah it's a it's a bit helpless on that end
0: yeah i mean we're 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 definitely um uh we're hilariously underprepared for that. And uh, I-, I know that it's actually becoming a thing now because one of the videos, they talked about how during that same period of time, there was a massive solar flare, solar wind flare, and uh, SpaceX lost like 40 satellites. Mm-hmm. But we have, we have so much shit up there. That's the other thing is like, that has ramped up super intense very recently, like yeah. in in the scale of things, we started launching shit up into the into the orbit in like nineteen sixties. With like you know, we were definitely launching a ton of shit up there, but it has really kind of ramped up, and and will just continue to with Blue Origin and SpaceX and all the other private space industry that is uh, kind of developing now. Um, but uh, again, I'm still waiting for the CERN. Yeah. they waiting for the CERN Kraken to wake up and be like, "Oh, you thought this wasn't scary? Here's a new black hole for you."
1: Right. No, there are so many satellites up there. A lot of people think like outside like looking at the Earth that it's just a little little blue circle, but like not anymore. We're, we're covering it, man. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: Dude, it's, it's Wally. So much. It's yeah. fucking Wally for sure.
1: Yeah, like every GPS provider, every phone service provider, not even that now, like businesses, Amazon, Google, like, yep. There's so much up there.
0: Well, I, dude, even fucking uh, Starlink. Yeah. His whole idea is to have an, a gridded network of satellites that cover the com- entirety of planet Earth. That's, that's it, like his expressed statement with that. And he's not the only person, like you're saying. Amazon, I'm sure, has some weird fucking drone support satellites it's putting up there. But, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to get interesting, especially the more dependent we become on these things. And the more we kind of just, you know, expect it as the way of life. Uh Do you even want to go back to going to a store to buy your thing? Do you want to go back? Do you really want to go back to that? (laughs) I'll take a solar blast to the face to not have to go back to that. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Speaking of this like fragility of technology, just with CERN especially, did you come across how it got shut down in 2016?
0: Yeah, dude, it dude, <laughs> they build it, it gets shut down to cause they had to fix a fucking major problem. Then they reopen it. And then I I I heard one time it shut down because of some fuckery, and then another time a couple years later, they shut it down to do like a pretty serious upgrade. Yeah. That is now letting them do some of the more crazy shit. But what happened in 2016?
1: A, a weasel got into Cert <laughs> and shut it down. <laughs> like, and this was one of the conspiracy theories I was hoping to like dig into. oiled
0: by a weasel, dang. Like,
1: apparently a weasel got in and uh like <laughs> made something short circuit. I guess it was like, you know.
0: Chewing on some wires. Yeah, Yeah.
1: shut the whole shit down. (laughs) (laughs) That is incredible. So like, yeah, just even like thinking of this as like a diabolical, you know, like inhuman machine or something. Just a weasel can come in and just fuck it all up.
0: (laughs) She's trying to make a nice, comfortable bed. Right In this in this very important scientific facility. A Swiss weasel. That's also hilarious too because it's like they probably had every security precaution possible.
1: Oh, I can't and, imagine. And, and then
0: on the final day, the guy comes up and he's like, all right, look, we could put the weasel traps in. And the guy's like, no, I don't think we're going to need it. <laughs> we, have, we have turrets at every door. We've got armed guards. We've got everything we need. We don't need the weasel protection. Yeah, or... You always get the weasel protection.
1: Like, some security guard goes out for a smoke, and, like, as the door is closing, the weasels... <laughs> the weasel. like, <laughs> like, oh, that's amazing. I can't imagine. Um, but, yeah, it took it down for, like, a few days, you know? Um, that so
0: is fucking hysterical.
1: It has to be just, like, so fragile. You know? But also, just talking about how many parts there are, you know? It's huge, like... Well, yeah, that's the. They uh, monitor of the, this whole and thing. And it's,
0: it's, it's like, it's pressure. Like, pressure has to be completely controlled in there for them to be able to get these things up to anywhere close to that speed. And uh, like, I just think as I'm looking down like miles and miles of corridor, who checked all those fucking screws? Like, what a fucking nightmare. If one little thing isn't right about that, that whole thing fucking sucks. And like, you're in Switzerland and you're like, Sweet, let's do this. You press a button and there's a problem in France. Fuck. <laughs> you know, that sucks, dude.
1: Yeah. Uh, as, as I was looking this up, I just saw this. This is just hilarious. Um, apparently, these problems aren't exclusive to the Large Hadron Collider because in 2006, there's a particle accelerator in Illinois. Don't know You're anything right. about that. No one's complaining about that one. But uh this line here just got me it said raccoons conducted a coordinated attack on a particle accelerator in Illinois. Dude,
0: dude what is it with woodland critters taking out the particle accelerators? Is that nature correcting itself? Nature's right. like, no, science has gone too far. Yep, exactly. We're shutting down this collider.
1: And like these things are giant refrigerators, too. That's another thing. Like with all this equipment and sending particles at near the speed of light, that shit gets hot.
0: Yeah, And
1: so like the entire, like you're talking about sealing the place up and being pressurized, like it has to be like temperature controlled too. Yeah, definitely. So what sort of warm blooded mammal is like, let me go to that fucking cold metal place, you know, (laughs) unless they had some intent.
0: I mean, that or they're just like drawn in, like it's like a fucking, you know, a heightened sense of nature. They can sense a ripple in time. So they're coming to check it out.
1: They can send and then they they
0: stay for all the cool snacks that the scientists have, just like in all the drawers of all. You know they have
1: the best snacks. They
0: gotta have some good snacks.
1: Yeah, it's like Google times two. Easy, yeah, for sure. It's like
0: Google, but a respectable institution. (laughs) Uh, I, I, this, this is just one of those things too, where it's like nobody knows what's going to happen here. Like you got to, as a scientist, you really kind of have to have some balls to work there. Oh yeah. Because I mean, on top of all just the general dangers, like equipment malfunction that results in a fire or an explosion or pressure explosion, some kind of like, you know, danger of working there. There's the possibility that you'll open a black hole. Like that's, that's a level of scientific danger that I think most scientists will never ever get close to. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of badass. Like, every day they walk in there, like, yeah, I could end up on a different reality tomorrow, tonight, so.
1: Yeah. And with that, like, it's theory right now, and they're kind of aiming towards this, which I'm sure you saw in a bunch of stuff you looked at, but, you know, they're like micro black holes. Yep. Is what theoretically could be created here. But um, the size of them, like a lot of people think black holes just huge, suck everything in, big sinkhole. But with the micro black holes, the way that they could possibly study them is that they only appear for like an instant. And um, there's this type of radiation that black holes give off called Hawking radiation. Mm. Essentially, that's just Stephen Hawking, right? Yep, that's yeah. the boy. Uh, and it kind of just snuffs it out. In time. Now when you get like a supermassive black hole, you have Hawking radiation, but it's just, you know, just cascading at that point. Yeah, Yeah. not enough. But um, so it doesn't freak me out too much if they start making tiny black holes in that case, if that's if the theories are true, though, you know.
0: And again, like we we (laughs) just don't we lit this is the test Mm -hmm. like so many things in our generation. We've been the test Internet. We were the test. We were the test generation for that. Yeah. So why not mini black holes? You know, right. fuck
1: it. Yeah.
0: The internet, we got around just fine. I, uh, I, I think it's important to note here, I see a lot of people talking about this, and even in the videos, it wasn't clear. They haven't discovered micro black holes. They hope to discover micro black holes, as well as a number of other things. Uh, one was magnetic monopoles, which is just like something with magnetic properties, but only one pole, positive or negative. Um, and again, they're not; they haven't discovered these things. This is definitely in the theoretical portion. But what they're hoping is that they can start to discover these things because, based on the math, uh, the prevailing theory is that micro black holes would provide strong evidence for the existence of other dimensions. Yeah. Like, uh, according to the theories, if they can discover these things and they behave like the theory suggests they behave, it would be a strong suggestion that there are other dimensions. Whether we can access them or not, I don't know. But I I found that to be interesting in the sense that, like, that's a serious statement. Like, there's plenty of scientists who are now saying that. And now it's just a fucking game. There's the prevailing thoughts of. Uh, particle physics in in this you know niche subset of what this is and they need to find these things in order to be pointed in the direction of like which theory is the one that we adopt which is the one that we advance which is the one that we entertain more um i don't know it's it's pretty cool it's that's like it's like subatomic shit It's like when we discovered the atom when we discovered how to use the atom like that's kind of what they're doing here mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm Yeah. Um, And that's where, kind of what I was talking about earlier, when they collide two protons together, they expect to see something, but they actually see more. It's like, imagine launching an apple and an orange (laughs) together, you would expect that there would be little bits of apples and oranges everywhere, right? But in their case, they're seeing like bits of banana. So they're trying to figure out where this banana came from. And one of the fun theories is, Oh, we just opened a black hole that sucks something out of so another dimension somewhere else. And yeah. now we have more mass in our universe than we should.
0: <laughs> Whoops.
1: <laughs> Oopsie. Got bananas.
0: Uh, uh, got bananas. It's has <laughs> banana reality. Now everything's bananas. <laughs>
1: Uh, you just wake up one day and you have banana hands. And it, Cern maybe. is like, "We're sorry, we're would so we,
0: sorry." Here is the thing: Would we know though? Like, if we all woke up and it was a banana reality, we just we, we could be living in a banana reality right now.
1: Oh my god!
0: You know what I mean? Like, if we all just woke up and everything was banana, we would just be like, bananas, here we are." <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, did you Did you hear anything? Did anything that you read or t- or watched? Talk about Gravity's Rainbow
1: Yeah. I came uh, that was like I came across it very briefly in one thing.
0: It 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 was briefly discussed in a couple things I watched, but it was very short. Basically all I got away from it is Gravity's Rainbow is a theoretical framework that attempts to reconcile quantum mechanics with general relativity. Its hypothesis, its hypothesis is that the behavior of particles and fields is affected by the energy levels at which they exist. In the context of extra dimensions, gravity's rainbow provides a potential way to detect and influence detect the influence of other dimensions on the behavior of gravity as particles with any hidden dimensions. Uh, the energy levels associated with their gravitational interactions can be modified, resulting in a rainbow of gravitational effects.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, different wavelengths can have experience different gravity levels. And I remember it being related to, like, a black hole, how time is different the closer you get to it, and light travels differently there. Yeah. You can have, like, a spectrum of gravity based off... Anti-gravity? I well, that's, that,
0: the, yeah. it, there, there's something interesting in. Um, it, so I guess like the hippie, the hippie interpretation of a lot of this shit is everything is vibrating. There's wave energy at every form of at every layer of existence, zoomed in or zoomed out. The vibrational nature of existence is a thing that has been observed now scientifically. There's a weird thing in particular with sound. There's like a portion of the audible spectrum that the human hears that appears to us, even at lower levels, to be louder than other frequencies. It's called the presence range, between about a thousand and uh, even up to eight thousand. But it, due to the construction and size of our ears, they captured those frequencies perfectly. It's our ears are exactly that size. So we perceive those frequencies to be louder just because our mechanism is. Perfectly tuned for them. That's where the the dominant characteristics of a human voice are going to lie. Animal noises, any almost any type of important information that would be relevant to the existence of humans is going to have some harmonic shit going on in that portion of the spectrum. Now, sub frequencies, sub frequencies, we don't perceive them when at the same. Level like di- actual decibel reading of frequencies in the presence range, we don't perceive them as the same loudness because those waves are much bigger and our ears are not perfectly tuned to hear them. We don't hear those frequencies at an equal loudness to presence range frequencies until those base frequencies get a ton more energy. And based on what I'm reading here, or based on what I was watching and reading, is a similar concept. But in the terms of the types of frequencies, the, the, the types of energy is also dependent at which, at the levels at which that energy exists. Base waves at certain levels of intensity are not the same as base waves at other wa- they, they don't behave the exact same if you magnify the amplitude, double, quadruple. Um, not saying that there's any like, uh, fundamental connection here other than it's wave energy wave energy that that wouldn't shock me if we looked into like the visual spectrum if they were like portions of the visible spectrum that our eyes are just tuned to see so we perceive them even at lower levels to be more intense than visual information at at an equal or same level um again like that's this this isn't even like heady science this is just basic physics of sound this is basic Uh physical physics of of propagation of waves
1: good old acoustics
0: and 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 i guess what the thing that's always that i've always loved about sound and uh looking at it from that perspective is that it's the same shit particles moving through a space Uh and um i don't know to 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 me, a lot of the stuff, it's super exciting to see what else they find and what other layers of connection and correlation exist further out into the universe in the the ever-expanding uh, vastness of space. Um, what more we find out about that tells us more about the subatomic particles. Again, just the the connection between Zooming all the way in or all the way out, it's the same shit. the mm-hmm. same things are are keeping us in motion, the same things are making things take shape and form um, yeah, it's just uh, at a level you know what scale
1: right, yeah, like an electron spinning around, a, a proton, then like this moon spinning around the earth, and us spinning around the sun, yeah, planet it spinning the sun. Going out amazing. and then yeah. yeah yeah the the parody is interesting between, yeah, as you zoom all the way in and out. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, and, and again, just like even looking at all the pictures of the collided particles, it's like, it just looks like space. I, I I don't know. I'm Mm. not, I, I, it doesn't necessarily need to be anything, um, more than just a, 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 an adorable observation that I'm making. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) No, um, I think, I think you're definitely not alone in that either. Like there's, especially like you know looking at like neurons in the brain you see like pictures of it and if it's colored just right you would think it was like a constellation or you know one of those like big gaseous like vistas you see of like some distant galaxy and yeah i think that's that's what's interesting (laughs) seeing stuff like this too is like it's familiar but in a weird way, like where you wouldn't expect it to be, you know, it's nothing. I've never seen two atoms collide, but looking at that, it's like, Oh, I feel like I've seen this before.
0: It's not as foreign as you might think. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I just, the, the, you know, I, I I don't know for, for me, I've always kind of seen some kind of correlation between the concept of, god or an architect and math and i feel like math is one of the most interesting ways we found to interpret the language of the creator whatever that is and that's why we see the same types of math at least on this planet but definitely out into the solar system into infinity uh, we see a lot of the same mathematical patterns that repeat the same, uh, in particular on this planet, the proportions of things. And and uh, uh, I don't know how heady you've gotten to with like cymatics or the visualization of vibration.
1: Uh,
0: this, this is some heady fucking shit. Uh, so cymatics is... Again, in its form, very simple. It's just the visualization of wave energy.
1: Uh, I'm, okay. I've seen, so you can, I've seen some you, stuff like this with the yeah, this, work with ultrasound with me. Yeah, They're no, no. Like, uh, dude, yeah. th-
0: this, that's what ultrasound is. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's using sound to visualize something. And this is the actual visualization of sound. So yeah. you'll, you'll kind of see up here in the top right, you'll see a couple different notes that are being played. And that's what, if you could see sound in its true form, sound is 3D. It's not this flat thing that you experience. It's from every sound source is emanating a three-dimensional image of that wave vibrating or resonating through, through air, in our case, or water, uh, if you're a dolphin. But th- <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to that because there's a really interesting... Uh, Okay, right here. Here you go. So there's a couple people who have done a bunch of pretty in-depth analyses of different cymatic shapes and um, the different ways to create them. And there's a lot of correlation between a lot of ancient and indigenous sacred artwork and nature patterns that repeat in nature. You'll see this turtle, this turtle shell on the left. Hmm. excuse me right side you'll see the turtle shell and on the right side of that turtle you'll see a plate in the shape of a shell that's being resonated to specific frequencies lo and behold same pattern so i'll go back to this other one these are just regular notes a2 yeah b2 that's what that note looks like looks like stained glass where do you think they got that idea from
1: yeah, this definitely makes me think of like a yeah, sacred geometry.
0: This dude, this stuff. this is where it came from. This, wow. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. Incredible. This is where it came from. It, it, the 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 argument has also has always been around. What did the ancient cultures know about the vibrational nature of existence? Which, according to modern humanity, that happened in the '60s. In the '60s when we discovered atoms and how to observe atoms, that's when we started to form the idea around the vibrational nature of existence. But every culture on the face of this earth has this shit as a part of their culture. If I can find a picture, I'm sure if I keep scrolling down of a mandala
1: yeah, and you I look at thinking. a mandala
0: and one of these, it's the same thing. That's mm-hmm. where they got that from. Okay. And, so this, this, is, this is not necessarily to prove anything other than vibration is the crucial component of existence in this reality. It is, it is, it is the, the, the force that allows things to take shape and form, and everything has a resonant frequency. Uh, was, resonance is a whole other fucking thing. Yeah. R
1: you
0: know, resonance is is it, there's some very strange physics of sound shit. Um you know, they're, they're the people that get really deep into cymatics are also the kind of people that'll be like, you can cure diseases by bombarding your body with this frequency or these combinations of frequencies at these amplitudes for this duration of time. Um, And there's like, there's been some people who have done some very crazy things. There's outlandish claims that they can zero in. And this, this is not even science fiction like this. They're actual real scientists doing this right now. They're trying to analyze tumors, figure out the resonant frequency of the tumor and then bombard the tumor, the cancerous tumor with a sound wave that is that it's going to resonate it and shake it in a way, it's actually incredible. Like the scientists that are advancing it are just doing it on all different types of cells, and you'll see it. They'll bombard it with its resonant frequency, and the cell just dissolves. It just shatters. Yeah. Um, it's the same concept as when like an opera singer hits a high note and it breaks a glass. Yeah, that. That high note is the resonant frequency of a, of that glass, and oh, she yeah. she hit it and bombarded it at the exact right amplitude, and it, it the the structure could not continue because it was resonating with such ferocity.
1: It, um, sim- similar to that, um, there's a new like a brand new method of drug delivery in the body right now. <clears throat> called, it's called micro bubbles. Have you heard about any of this? Uh-uh, no. What is this? <laughs> so say. I want to deliver some drug like directly to your brain, but I don't want it to go anywhere else in your body. I can give you a pill <clears throat> where these molecules are surrounded in tiny little bubbles. <clears throat> and when they reach the target area of your brain, we can sonicate with an ultrasound machine at a certain frequency pop that pop, pops the bubble. delivers the drug it only goes to that target area do you
0: see what i mean this this is not this isn't crazy fringe shit like this is oh yeah their app at this is it's just physics of sound physics of of um i keep saying sound because that's what i know but physics of vibration it's it's very basic simple principles i think in physics they
1: would they call it like acoustics classic yeah sure but same yeah
0: um, so this, this is an interesting thing. This, this comes from like this really hippie science experiment, but basically the thought was, how do we communicate with the smartest known animals on planet earth? And of that short list of animals, dolphins are high on that. They've always, they've always been a very intelligent species from humans perspective and a lot of humans work with them. So they started working with these, um, uh, dolphins and they were recording the sonar, the squeaks that they were doing to kind of understand, see if they could uh, uh, encode messages in sound. And ultimately what uh, they discover is not only can they encode images in sound, but as they're hitting sonar and speaking with each other, they're holographically seeing something. So this Picture is an image, the cymatic image. So they recorded the dolphin talking to its trainer and then they played that recording on a plate. And this is the image that vibrated out of that. And that's, that's, that is a 3D image in sound that the dolphin took with the clicks and pops of its sonar. The same bat, a bat sees shit the same way. But they're, they're seeing something. But it's, they're not seeing something. They're, they're throwing waves out there and they're listening to the reflections. And based on the reflections, a holographic image is being created in their mind to where they know what that is. And, and that's a distinct image. So another thing they did huh. in this test where they uh, threw different shapes at the bottom of the pool and tr- did some training with these shapes. And after playing the recording... With the shapes, you could differentiate the shapes in on the cymatic plate using the recording of the dolphin, and then they could take that recording to other dolphins and play the sound for square, and the dolphin at a different park, completely different set of dolphins would go pick up the square from the bottom of the pool. That's wild. The, the encoding of, of information of a message of a of a of a of a, of a rather detailed message through sound it's, it's all vibration it's like vibration is the key to this existence like the vibrational nature is is uh something that we ignore but no other culture ignored it every other
1: like, culture had to consciously component. ignore like there, I'm, there has to be some biology. There subconscious things going on. And before I forget it, I just want to say I love how similar that picture looks to like the classic Bigfoot photo.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, It actually is <laughs> my, that was my very first, Bigfoot. Like, yeah. No, dude, you're totally Bigfoot right.
1: Vibes on this. Uh,
0: I should have just said it was Bigfoot. And, and they discovered Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> Dolphins see Bigfoot. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think... Uh, yeah, like there's some evolutionary things there that could even be subconscious, you know, to how we perceive things, you know, like just everything's a wave and our brain makes sense of it, you know, um, just like in a dolphin's brain or, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. Bats and echolocation and everything.
0: Well, it's like if, if, so, if you got an ear infection, you might have vertigo. Because oh. we need to hear the reflections of the space around us for us to be able to make sense of it in our brain. If we lose that ability, we lose our balance. Right. even if we're not moving, even if we're just sitting still if we if the the reflections that we're hearing don't line up with the space that we're seeing, we'll get sick. Right. I, I I don't know to me, it's one of those things where it's like there's so much of this existence that is going on around us at all time. If we had the fucking glasses, maybe the the, the IVR will have this where you can see all the different rays or, or uh, vibrational information happening around you. But like if, if we could see the sound that was happening around us, it would be horrifying.
1: Oh, terrifying.
0: <laughs> like it would it would be fucking, if we could see the the micro or radio wave energy around us, that would also be terrifying.
1: Especially in like a big city
0: yeah there's no escape <laughs>
1: oh what he, 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 here's here's a question
0: hmm. what level of concern is that for you S-s-s- as someone who spends a lot of time with the very big magnet
1: <laughs> like am i concerned about the things i can't see not necessarily really-
0: are you are, are you concerned about any possible long-term health effects from being close that close to that much energy
1: yeah, I've I thought about or the more I've learned about it, the more I'm, you know, just kind of like whatever. But also, I've I've been in the scanner so many times, I'm like, can't really do anything about it now. Yeah. yeah. Silver, <laughs> um, silver. Yeah, but when it comes to magnetism, I'm not that worried because um, all we're doing is just you know you the idea is atoms are spinning in a random state all over the place. They're just, you know, tumbling in every direction. And we just tell them to go one direction just for a second. And, you know, you can do that with a strong enough magnet and tear yourself apart like Dr. Manhattan. But those types of magnets aren't, uh, big enough for a human to get in. And like, you know, the magnets we use, for example, can't get that strong. Yeah. Um, But there are some things that have happened. There's a thing called peripheral nerve stimulation. And I thought about learning more about this at one point until I just realized I'm not a physicist and kind of dropped it and continued on with my life. But (laughs) there are certain sequences in certain cases, and I've experienced it myself, where it's almost like it just triggers your nerve to fire. Like um, I remember one time at it happened and i was trying to like stick it through just cuz i was like oh it's not that bad it's just uncomfortable but i like kind of know what's going on but it felt like like my stomach was like moving back and forth like on the Whoa. inside like every time the it's, magnet sound would come on it'd be like a
0: the like whole it, body
1: like tenses up yeah and then lets go
0: like a tens machine yeah Ele- electrostimulator you know
1: a little bit like that yeah and uh i had wondered after the fact i was like could I have knocked something loose? <laughs> you know? or, no, you
0: were just receiving wireless signals, bro.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah. Um but no, I'd say like with MRIs, I, I, I did have like one old person try to tell me that it has radiation, and I'm like, nah. And, yeah. and he was like, What about electromagnetic radiation? I'm like, It's a, it is a magnet. Yeah. But you're good, you know, like is the FDA cleared at least. But if you trust the FDA, I guess, but yeah, that that is a thing though. But in, and like,
0: what what's precaution? Like, you're not obviously you're not in the same room, you're in a separate room. Is that room lined with lead? Like, what is the level of
1: yeah, copper you, wiring?
0: Copper, so yeah, it's like Faraday cage, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Um, uh, yeah, so. The one I use, it's at three Tesla, which is 3000 times the Earth's gravity when it's at full, you know, full blast. Yeah. Um, not like the, like, oh, what was it in Dragon Ball Z? Remember when Goku's flying dynamic and he has like the, okay, never mind. <laughs> 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 he like trains in like 1000 times Earth's gravity and I was going to go there. I was saying it's not like that where like everything gets heavy. Um, but, yeah, there is copper shielding there. It's like a, it's exactly a Faraday cage. And so that keeps all the magnetism in there. That's how we can use a computer on the outside. Yeah. But what did freak me out going into it is that we have a stronger magnet that's more experimental that's 7 Tesla. And they just recently got approved by FDA for medical use. But they're mostly for research use. You'll never see one in a hospital. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, tape on the ground... Outside of the room, because the room was built for three Tesla. Yeah. Now we're more than twice that. So there's this tape on the ground. It's like circling it. And apparently that's how far the magnetic field goes. Um, but it does have insulation in the same Faraday cage going on. So it's not like my credit card's getting wiped every time I walk in front of it. Yeah, them. right, right. Exactly. But the first time when I didn't really know what was going on, I was like, is this cool? You know? Yeah, yeah, right, right. And probably the funnest part of about that magnet is uh, we use, like, non-ferrous metals for anything that needs to be metal. So there's, like, an aluminum uh, stepping stool in there. And it's, like, super low, 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 low magnetism. But because the magnet's so strong, you can actually, like, put the stool... Where it's just sitting on two of its legs, like what
0: you can like magnetically just, it, lock
1: and let it. go, and it just what? slowly comes back down.
0: It's like it's falling through water, dude. That's fucking yeah, sick. It's just it's literally so... falling through the magnetism.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is yeah, like gravity's thick. still pulling it down, but this magnet that's always on is interacting it, with it. Yeah,
0: kids still still pulling on it. Yeah. that's fucking sick. Yeah. Well, see that again. It's like it's what I love about this shit is like, this is basic earth principle, like magnetism, uh, vibration. This is basic. This is basic, basic shit. Um, you know, a a lot of people, they glaze over when they start to hear like the finer points of particle physics and me too. I'm, I'm not a particle physicist. I don't understand 50% of the shit, Mm -hmm. but I understand like universally for as complex as shit can get ultimately it's all like it's all stemming from like some basic principle shit um yeah. and we're you know we're just now getting the tools to like unpack unpack the head of your shit and be like oh how right were we or how how uh how much do we have to change in order to be in line again but
1: especially as we've moved from classical physics which is like newtonian you know like apple yeah. falling from the tree to now what einstein theorized on the quantum realm finding out that some of these things are true yeah we're like entering a crazier era of knowing how this universe thing works and that's I think the whole reason why CERN was made is like let's just start blowing shit at each other and just yeah, like, no, kind of like check this out um, especially I had to learn a little bit about quantum physics to ex- for my dissertation. Because I'm not a physicist, but understood things from a very classical level of resonance and you know measurement and things like that. But then yeah. when you get into quantum stuff, that's where things get really interesting. And now we have quantum computing being a thing. Um, did you not get, quite
0: there yet? But we'll we'll you know
1: they're out there. I no, know. no, we we, oh, we yeah. got
0: a few, but oh. it's not it's oh, not yeah. at, at the level of accessibility where it, like actually benefits.
1: Oh God, um, yeah. But uh,
0: we're we're dude. It's only a matter of time. Uh, I I think it was Kurzweil, the guy who makes keyboards. He was also like a brilliant mathematician. Um, His theory was like the exponential rate at which uh, technology doubles. uh, We should have a a quantum computer or a computer that possesses the compute computational ability of the human mind by around twenty thirty. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there and, yeah. and the more, the more intense and the more deployable, a lot of like the nano processing ability that we have now, all the nano and micro shit, um, that's what allows us to get <laughs> as much power as they're trying to get in a, in a thing that doesn't take up an entire city block. You know, most of them, like IBM supercomputer that shits in it, it's a huge facility and it doesn't do much, you know, it's just, it's there and it survives. Mm -hmm. It's like liquid nitrogen cooled or whatever.
1: Yeah, playing Um, a lot of chess all the time.
0: Yeah, all the time, just chess, Yeah, uh, debating hypotheticals, but.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, the whole move from like binary hard coding to like superposition is crazy. It's, um, and it's
0: it' we're, like it's gonna change things considerably, yeah uh, yes. that, and you know that that's what I mean, like once there's a quantum computer at every collegiate science building, then shit is gonna get real fucking weird, but it's just that technology isn't that deployable yet,
1: no, no.
0: um but we'll get there i mean it's shit's only gonna get smaller and faster and more capable and we have more computing ability on our phone than they had sending fucking people to the moon. So <laughs> yeah. it will get there. Like we'll probably see it. It's probably going to happen in the next couple of years for sure.
1: But Yep. Yeah. that reminds me of a, there's this spoof movie it's so bad, but um, it was like Hitler never died. He just went to the moon and these people went oh, to go, kill no, dude, And yes. they left their cell phone there. And then like, A year later, like Hitler comes back to Earth and takes it over because he had the technology of, you know, the 70s at the time, but then got like an iPhone and just advanced their whole civilization.
0: Uh. I mean, the the we just did the a buddy and I just did a podcast on Operation Paperclip. Ooh, and dude, Nazis, bro, rockets. IBM like computers uh, it it's fair to say we got a lot we probably they didn't need a cell phone they were ahead of us yeah sadly sadly they were very ahead of us so yeah,
1: yeah that's in a lot of things yeah i don't think people realize they, too much they about. really
0: don't they really don't and you know i i have read about it a million times and every time i read about it i'm like no way that was also a part of this shit <laughs> no no way this this company that still exists was just a nazi company
1: It was founded on yeah all that people in hiding yeah. you
0: know i tried to go one episode without talking about the nazis but you know <sighs> here
1: we are yeah anyways like, oh,
0: <laughs> let's let's wrap it before i go any deeper in that dude michael thank you so much for having me back on we got to have you on again and maybe we we go into quantum physics i don't know let's let's fun. go let's get a deep and heady beyond where we've already gone this evening but
1: yeah that would be fun or we could just go silly and talk about the great pacific garbage patch
0: oh yeah no no you're right we have that that's actually the next thing on the list that was that was what happened last time but all right sick uh thank you again and right, thanks uh, for having me on man this is great yeah stay on afterwards Absolutely. This has been the Totally Legitimate Business Podcast. The end. With your host, James Oliva. Who? Executive producers Clint G and James Oliva. That's obnoxious. Sound design, myths, and master by James Oliva. Literally no one cares. For more Totally Legitimate Business, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Totally Legitimate Business. Or add us on TikTok at TLB Pod. When will we'll they say? Thank you for listening. Now get back to work. Move
1: it along, buddy.